So releasing the music that I've released over the past couple of years, that's probably my greatest achievement. I set a goal last year that one of my singles I wanted to be on number one Triple J on Earth charts and the first single last year got there so for me that was a very big achievement for me and Welcome to Season 3 of Spotlight, focusing on alumni working in the arts as emerging artists. Join us as we find out what Casper graduates of years gone by are up to in our Where Are They Now? series. Our special guest today, Tony Sergi, is a graduate of Freeman Catholic College, Bonnie Rig Heights. Growing up around the club circuit has certainly been an experience for the 23-year-old vocalist who grew up in Sydney's western suburbs to Italian-Australian parents. Tony's voice has been described as a mature voice well beyond his years. Tony brings youth, elegance and a fresh new sound, blending genres of swing, pop, R&B, rock music to deliver a unique show of energy, humour and class-wowing audiences nationwide. Tony has clocked up more than 300 shows in his short career, sharing the stage with the likes of Jimmy Barnes, Justice Crew, Mark Vincent, Samantha Jade, Patrizio Borne, Sarah De Bono, Anya Nissen, Umberto Tozzi, Bonnie Anderson, Cosima DeVito and Big T not to mention a string of high-profile performances that include international tours, performing the Australian National Anthem at nationwide major sporting events. Wow, Tony, welcome, and haven't you been busy? (laughs) Thanks for having me. Tony, I'm just going to get into a few questions just to get a sense of what you've done since we last saw you, which was some years ago. Can you remember, Tony, what years you were in Casper? I was in Casper from 2008 to 2015. So you came in at what year level? Came in at year five yep. and right through to year 12. Beautiful. So one of our longest serving Casper students. It was, a, it was a long time. Where did music begin for you? Where did the love of music begin? Where did it all start? For me, it was started at a very young age. I was in kindergarten. The first Australian Idol series was out used to watch videos of my uncle perform and always want to do something with music. I was six years old. My uncle was organising a festival and I said I wanted to sing and everyone was like, you're not going to sing. You've never sung before in your life. And I hounded that MC all day to let me on stage and got on stage, sang for the first time and it's never stopped since then. Fantastic. So did anyone drive you to do this or was it just something that came internally or from your family where did it all kind of derive from kind of came first internally that i wanted to do it and then family was so supportive getting you know lessons and getting better at it and so talk to me about that journey talk to me about what was it like when you first came in in year five all of 10 years old talk to me about that transition and when you got to the end what were some of the things that you experienced enjoyed loved learnt Coming in at year five, it was, you know, I hadn't been part of big performances before. Um, I'd done you know, little things here and there, but being in Casper gave me that opportunity to be around people who were in the arts, which at school, there's not very many of them. So every Monday, you'd see people that were like you, people that like to perform, like to sing, dance, act. Then going through the years and getting more involved and being a part of bigger shows and bigger productions, it was... A big learning experience. It's given me a platform to sort of go off with those bigger production shows that I do now. Um, 
no one really teaches you how to do that when you once you get there. So Casper sort of gave me that. What was, it, what was it that kept you coming back? The people, the uh, the shows. I made a lot of friends here um, that I still talk to today, such as yourself, that I see uh, around the traps. Yeah, the people, the tutors, people that have been in the industry for so many years and had a wealth of knowledge, giving you advice, pushing you along, teaching you, you know, the proper way to do stuff. Fantastic. So place to be. it's been a long journey. Now I'm really going to push you. What do you think has been the greatest thing you've learnt on that journey in your school life and in Casper? Greatest thing I've learnt? I think it was being a part of a group and singing as a part of a group and knowing where to be in an ensemble setting. I've done so much solo stuff over the years and just started performing solo stuff when I was 10. So I'd, I'd done all that stuff. It was you know, then taking a step back and knowing where to sit and how to be in a group setting. Casper really taught me a lot of that, that. Okay, so let's move beyond school. If I asked you to tell me what your greatest achievement has been since leaving school, what would you say? I've sort of reinvented my sound with my original stuff. Um, I released an album when I was 16 and I was the kid that sang buble. And to break that stigma once I left school and sort of got in the studio, started writing, that was a hard thing for me to do because I was always known as that buble kid. So releasing the music that I've released over the past couple of years, that's probably my greatest achievement. I set a goal last year that one of my singles I wanted to be on number one Triple J on Earth charts and the first single last year got there. So for me, that was a very big achievement for me and keep on releasing music. Beautiful. So Tony, I just want to talk about the process of releasing a single. Talk to me about how long it takes from your first concept to creating your track publishing it to getting it out so sitting in a studio the song concept writing arrangement you could be there for 10 minutes on that or you can be there for three days on one line so for me it was getting in the studio writing the song then getting a track that i could record vocals to because all my production stuff's all done in melbourne so it's utilising that time to get the track to where we needed it to and laying down those vocals before I left and then just a whole lot of back and forth with instrumentation, arrangements, you know, the mix, sending back notes, getting that. It's getting the PR company, getting the cover art, finding your distributor, how we're going to promote it, photo shoots, music video shoots, getting all that done months and months before, finding that release date and then getting it out there. What inspires you to write and what do you write about? I think it just depends on the day. I like to write with a team. Everyone's got different ideas. It's a matter of what you're feeling in that moment, getting it out on paper. Sometimes you've got ideas and sometimes you've got whole songs in your head that you just want to get out. It's already written. You've got melodies. You've been on your uh, voice memos all week putting this part down and then getting a whole song. And sometimes you've got a line or a word that you... You work upon, like I said, it's always different. The creative process is, is always a, a weird and wacky process. You've connected and collaborated with people. How did that come about? Why did that come about? Back in 2015, I had the opportunity to go to Melbourne to work with Pete Dacey, who produced all of Taxi Ride's stuff and got to sit down and write with Dan Hall from Taxi Ride and other amazing people, Brian Callan from Pseudo Echo, Matt Beckley, who used to be Katy Perry's guitarist. So riding with them 
sort of gave me direction in how it all works. I know this is important in your world. What's the impact that technology has had on you as a songwriter? It's more instantaneous now. If you've got an idea, you don't need to go get your old cassette and make sure it's blank. It's it's all on your phone. And I don't necessarily have to be in the studio anymore, especially during during COVID where I couldn't travel. A lot of stuff was done over Skype. We could get sessions done without having, for me, physically to be there. So I guess it would have helped with collaborating. Definitely with helps others. with collaborating. We've done sessions to LA and I've been in, in Melbourne, so... The distance thing is not a problem anymore. You can get stuff done being on the other side of the world. Some of the technology that's out now, they can run the session all the way from LA and you can be in your lounge room in yeah. in Sydney and they can run a whole session. Who inspires you? Who are some of your role models? Musically, it's always changing. Growing up, it was always Bon Jovi, Brian Adams. In the later years, Michael Bublé, Sam Smith, Louis Capaldi. They've always been people that I looked up to musically and... My family, big inspiration. Um, they've always pushed me along. Grew up in a big, crazy Italian family. They've always been supportive of everything I do, so it's good to have them around. Tell me about the Tony Sergi sound or quality that you have right now. How did that, where did that come from? How did you develop it? Are you happy with it? Where are you going with it? Yeah, so it was a definitely not an easy thing to find your sound and where you want to go. If you listen to my music, everything's very different. And each song has a different quality to it, but it all ties together as one. It's if Michael Bublé and Sam Smith had a baby with little influences from, you know, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons and old school, old school stuff. What's some of the best advice you've ever been given? Just go for it. Go with your gut. Don't doubt yourself. If you want something, work for it. Big question now. What would your dream gig be? Dream gig. That's a tough one. For me... I've got a goal of one day performing everywhere around the world. So my dream gig would be to build a world tour. That's, that's the dream gig. Tony, the people that will be listening to this podcast, what advice would you offer people who are still at school, who are interested in music and singing? What sorts of hints, support could you offer them if they wanted to reach the sorts of levels that you've been able to reach? The biggest piece of advice I'd give is if you want to get somewhere in the industry, don't date yourself. Just go for it, do it, keep going at it. There'll be times where you're like, man, do I really want to do this? And then you get on stage again and you're like, yep, yep, this is what I want to do. Keep going at it. Don't stop. There's been too many people that I know that were so, so talented and just went and got a real job. And that was not talent wasted, but there's, there's something there that they could have done. If you want the gig, find an email or a number of the people who are booking and send an email. Which leads me then to what are some of the challenges that you've been faced with and how have you dealt with them? Challenges I've been faced with, rejection's a big part of this industry. So you've got to have a thick skin. So whether it be a producer you wanted to work with that's kind of busy and doesn't want to work with you, the venues that you wanted to play at don't have room for you or the agency, you can't get into them. There is a lot of rejection, but find the people that you want to work with, get in contact with them. You have a bunch of people, a bunch of friends that are in the same boat as you. Um, That's something that I've learned. Getting the photographer that you know or the videographer that you know, use your contacts that you already have. A lot of them will jump to work with a bunch of mates. And that's what I've really tried to do with my team. Grab mates before going to those huge people that are going to charge you an arm and a leg just to 
take a photo. Use your mates. Talk to me a little bit about the team you surround yourself with. What sorts of people do you need around you? Surround yourself with people that want to be there. Everybody will try feed you the dream in this industry. Work with people you trust. And sometimes it takes you a whole lot of time to find the people that are right for the job. Find your mates from school that used to play guitar. That's how I found my band. Phil, my guitar player, we went to school together. And my whole band's pretty much stemmed from Phil and people that he went to uni with. And that's my band at the moment. And it's, it's going pretty well. We've got a few gigs coming up. Even videographers, photographers, people that were right under your nose that you didn't know that were there or you didn't want to work with them because you wanted to go the ant's pants. They want to be there. They want to be a part of the project. And if you hone that in and find that select group of people that want to work together and everybody's helping each other out, that's what you want with your team. Last question, Tony. If you could go back and change anything about Tony Sergi on your journey, what would it be? Go with your gut. Don't be so stupid and naive about, again, people that will sell you the dream because most of the time it's full of rubbish. And there's been some great learnings through that, I'm sure. Oh, there has been many, many, many learnings from that. All right. Well, Tony, we wish you well, as I said. Um, good luck with, with all your future endeavours and we hope to see and hear more of you and um, congratulations on your journey so far. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Thanks for your time, Tony. Thank you. I think I better leave. I think of all the times I said no more and walked away and slammed the door before you ever gave.